you that? You want to laugh, Russo? Yes, that's right. As we attack the hack and fight back, it's the Friday locker room. Kayfabe classified that crossed all boundaries. New wars. And prepare for yours. Here, Hameen Media Group. Time to break down the headlines. Close out the week and do some biz, Briz. YOLO. <laughs> Oh, yeah, man. Yes. Back online here, giving it away for free, I guess, uh, on a Saturday for the Friday locker room. Couple links sent out. We'll see if any guests join us. Uh, not a problem if not. Uh, yeah, yesterday, a big cannabis day. And, uh, you know, right when I'm getting Friday locker room recorded for the Kayfabe channel attitude.com uh, subscriber side, because usually this show is behind the paywall uh as it is a premiere show but um you know not that not the other ones aren't everybody's kicking ass here at hmg um but gotta have some value right uh the laptop uh the master controller i don't know if it was uh china russia israel us somebody hacked it now it uh it just started restarting by itself and slowly died to a point where uh sideburns my it guy uh referee sideburn says the motherboard's cooked on it and uh, only a five-year laptop i got one that's twice that age it still runs smooth so had to get the quick replacement uh and we're back online doing what we can do we don't have the powerhouse but uh that's one of those things you love to have happen, isn't it? So uh, we got the IT team at HMG working on pulling all the files off the hard drive, all the classified files and, uh, you know, frazzle drip files, all that shit. So doing it real big, triple uh, X Foxhound. Uh, yeah. How <laughs> uh, mean leaning out. I got to do a little more after being on vacation. I packed it on and uh, drinking liquor, but uh uh, I'll be working hard the next couple of weeks. Syracuse is a UNC right now. This is Buckshot Kid. Yeah, man. Uh, I'd like to be uh, doing a little, uh, you know, minor gambling that I do. I if you can even call it that, really, on FanDuel. But work's got to get done, man. And uh, I don't want uh, subscribers to go without. So we're just doing that and consultants this weekend and everything else we got going on. So excited tonight i'm going to see uh weird ass uh stephanie weir and bob dassey two people had a major major influence on um sending me in a direction that changed my life forever uh from in college when they were on the road with second city tour company um they came and did a uh what they're doing right now actually it's starting right now from one to three at the uptown theater uh a an improv seminar like wrestlers will go pay for seminars with whatever top talents in. and stephanie we're brilliant on mad tv brilliant at second city brilliant in all of her viral video stuff really uh, an actress who should be recognized a lot more not just as a comedic brilliant mind but uh she could really play any part uh just so good in her and her husband bob dassey uh equally as phenomenal just kind of hasn't had uh 
the featured role yet, but a guy who could <laughs> be a breakout star if given something like uh, a Michael Scott role in the office. Uh, and I had a really good day with him. <laughs> Man, it's crazy to think 23 years ago. <laughs> Might have been right around this time. And uh, they told me to go to Chicago, go west, young man. And uh, I went out after uh, my good friend Marissa Panessa, who owns Panessa Talent Agency now and manages plenty of top talent from Saturday Night Live to plenty of shows and movies. And, um, you know, that changed the course of direction for everybody because out from that came nice Peter, <laughs> Pete Shukov. And, you know, would we have epic rap battles of history? It's just strange. The people and mentors that'll be in your life, that'll send things in a certain direction. And they're here again tonight in upstate New York playing at the uptown theater, uh, which is a, a place I should start getting involved with. I just have no time, um, you know, and uh, they're putting on a whole comedy weekend showcase. I, I'm really happy for them. So I got tickets and the wives and I are going out tonight and I can't wait to, uh, to see Bob and Stephanie live and uh, let them know how influential they were and changed my life and, and others and provide, and those dominoes falling put out so much in the world. There, there might not be HMG if, uh, I didn't do that. Right. Go to Chicago, do my time. And, uh, and then meet with Ed Ferrara and he sends me in that way to OVW and my life changes again forever. And these are just like big milestone moments and in, in, uh, where you feel the universe putting you in contact with people that need to guide you in a certain direction, man. So I'm kind of really excited just uh, for the people taking their stuff today, because you never know what's uh, going to change and happen to, for them to inspire and impart wisdom, man. And it's going to be a great show tonight with trio. So I'm excited, to, excited to see that man, bringing some Chicago improv to upstate New York. I can't wait. I really can't. So but uh, I know a lot of you guys couldn't wait for uh, the Friday locker room. Uh, they are like, hack, where is it? And I'm um, just over here going, well, <laughs> you ever get a new laptop and have to go through and try and reset every password? You know, luckily, especially with classified level clearances like I have. So that was a nice uh, extra three to four hours yesterday that I didn't have to uh, – you know, thankfully get this uh, other rig set up so we can uh, try and stay on schedule this week. So pretty rough, man, uh, <laughs> afternoon, but some things moving in the cannabis. So I feel like, you know, we made some some decent progress this week and uh, we'll see what when the other shoe drops. But uh, the laptop is dead. So appreciate all the bit cheers, super stickers, <laughs> uh, wherever you're watching Twitch or YouTube. Uh, because all that's going to Vimeo cost that's coming up in a week from today. Sweet. Uh, and uh, probably a new laptop. So son of a bitch. Uh, that's just the way she goes, boys. Ain't that right, Ray? You know? What kind of person to say a toad so? But you know what? A toad so. A fucking a toad so. You told me, Ricky. I should have listened, pal. I should have listened. And you know what? Bring Osama bin Laden. The gates of hell. That's what I was saying when the laptop went down and wouldn't fire up. I was damning everybody. God damn you, Osama. Uh, but there is some interesting headlines uh, going down. It was uh, great shows this week. I want to say thanks to Timmy Baltimore for being on the Monday Locker Room and on uh, Light the Fuse. Uh, great conversation. And 
uh, here's the stooge report. I mean, I'll stooge them off because it's it's a good stooge. <laughs> yeah, you, but you probably should just keep things on the fade. But, uh, you know, we were talking about uh, Tony Storm and how that's probably the best thing I think character-wise going. And a lot of you guys smartened me up to uh, Crowbar using the timeless phrase. And I wasn't about to be like, well, he ain't using it, dude. Respect, all respect due to Crowbar. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> and uh, I was thinking like, okay, don't say no or mine and timmy timmy came back on twitter with a couple things because it got clipped by kaz and there were some things left out you know it's just a little viral clip but we pay respect to everybody but going back into this and i just have to get this out as a creative of, of some of the ideas that we laid out or i i, I happened to spit out on light the fuse of making an entire movie around tony storm you could do that three times and one of those movies could easily be a horror movie. And wouldn't it be great to have crowbar in there? If somebody's like, well, he had it first dude, everybody can get it over. Just say, yes, I'd love to see crowbar as like a Nosferatu type, you know, character. And she's the damsel or the, you know, she turns into a vampire after getting bit on the neck. There's all, all types of stuff we could do to say yes to the game. And uh, I'm just feeling in an extra improv kind of mood today with uh, my mentors in town. And, uh, and you know, the stooges, I guess that crowbar reached out to HMG in the DMS and said, I heard you guys, you know, wrestlers, they, Hey, these guys are talking about you. Oh, well, and they, we rushed to the clip. Right. Um, but he said, thank you, you know, and uh, I'll, I'll leave out some other stuff, but maybe you'll see him here. Uh, soon on HMG on a Monday or Friday locker room. And uh, we welcome that with open arms. Absolutely. To have a legend, uh, a legend like crowbar to, to join us, man. And, uh, and what a epic promo and producer it is. I was just talking to my students about this of, you know, even when he came back for a third chapter in his career, a lot of those promos he would do in black and white and drinking the wine and, and all that stuff was, is a plus. And that's, I told my, I just told all my students this at, at UWE, I go, you are not only the stunt man and performer, you have to be the director, producer, video editor, uh, sound engineer, and, and understand how all of those individual eyes look at a different piece of art and get the most out of it. So whether it's the underscoring of music while you're driving up, or anything like that, a setup shot, you know, it can't be dead air. It's got to all be stylized. And I go with jizzer. I've said this half, make it half short and twice strong, son, keep it brief, son. Um, and I think crowbar is a master at all those things. I just laid out just based on looking how he stylizes his promo work and gets things over. And then <laughs> shit, it, he does things in the ring. I'm never, I'm never even going to try and do it. So, uh, I hope brother, he, he know his promo is so good. He don't need to work, uh, like he does, but he, he leaves it all out there, man. Uh, there's no doubt. So, um, not that everyone's always like, Oh, they did it and took it. There's that mindset in this business. And then there's also what Timmy said too, which is an old wrestling trope. Hey, she got it to TV first. It's hers. And so many things get stolen and it's who gets it over. Right. And then there's also, Hey, this is a good idea that you bring up to them, <laughs> but it's just not for you. And they take your shit and put it on somebody else. So 
Yeah, man. Uh, but I, I'm, I'm more the fact of, Hey, if he was using it and it's a reference or it's not, or if there's any heat, this guy can fit, we can fit anybody into this silver screen thing, man. Fucking it'd be awesome. And there's uh, unlimited artistic opportunities for the Tony storm stuff too. So, um, Aries wrestling entertainment, actually Ben Hameen prediction for crossfire jingle ball brawl, 12 December 2nd, Dina versus Turva with crossfire during the term so we can coexist with daddy Dina and Turva versus deadly venoms for tag titles. Oh, wow. That's a lot. Uh, I mean, a lot of top talent right there. You just named Tyler Turva, a plus worker, um, and Cody Diener, <laughs> a plus plus really. Right. Um, I've talked about both these guys at length in other locker rooms, uh, shows that, uh, they, they have all the skills and, that there's a crop of guys in Canada that are among the best kept secrets. Now people know Diener. I love the stuff that he did with ODB, uh, you know, all that stuff. And and to work with him is a true <laughs> professional experience. Uh, Turva is too, uh, just a more um, can go type style that Lance storm, you know, let's, let's F and go bro. And looks like a million bucks. And, I still have this is the locker room and I'm having not to freak out or anything now, but, uh, man, I wish my last match w with him was so much better. And, uh, I, it was a hundred percent my fault and I can't even watch that match because I get, uh, it's just, uh, even still too, like, fuck, uh, I really wanted to deliver there. And sometimes it doesn't. And I made mistakes and, uh, it was nothing on his end. And, it, and the crowd doesn't know that, you know what I mean? It might just look a little sloppy or strange here or there, but that match haunts me and it's got nothing to do with Turva because he's an A-plus pro, you know, so uh, all the heat's on me. Uh, but that's the way she goes, boys. You're going to have – I've had improv shows like that. I've had bangers. I've had off weeks and the hit home runs, and uh, I just hope uh, those guys – put on a hell of a show uh at jingle brawl <laughs> now i'll tell you one thing that crossfire ring after working at uwe and a low boy that's only like 16 inches off the ground maybe a little maybe it's closer to two foot i don't know um but that that freaking crossfire ring is about five feet off the ground it is a monster that's the tallest ring i've ever worked in and when you go over the top rope to the floor on that it's it's serious business bro so um, but who's going to win? Uh, man, that's tough. Cody Diener, he straps in that, uh, DDT. I know that's, that's all she wrote. So that if I was Turva, I'd be working on how do I get out of the DDT or how do I avoid it? Or how do I use it as a trap? You know, like, what can I do, uh, to set it, set up Diener? Cause otherwise it could, it, it could be Diener, no doubt. And he's on a tear right now. Deadly Venoms. Those guys are insane too. So, I mean, there's a lot of the, like I said, at Crossfire, it's, I'm not trying to shit on any company or the guys I work with or talent that we use, but there's some guys that are like small kids and they're kids in the business. They are kids and they're the new age kids that are 140 pounds, five foot seven, right? They can live their wrestling dream, whatever, because they're wrestling other guys their same size. No six footers, no 200 pounders. You go to you go to Canada across the border, dude. 
everybody's everybody's like Diener's the small guy and he's a big son of a bitch. Like (laughs) he ain't no small dude. He's jacked. He's wiry. But in Canada, when you got Rob rage, Congo Kong, Tyler Turbo, who's jacked to the gills, um, you know, everybody there is like, it's like walking into a WWF 1995 locker room. I fit in there cause I'm a big bastard myself, but it, it's some serious, there's some serious weight in that locker room, bro. There's no, there's no little kids on those shows. It's uh yeah. Uh, Chico's huge. Yeah. Chico's a big son of a bitch too. Uh, you have, you get Chico in the locker room. You better watch out. You better hope you get to catering first because there ain't going to be much left if you're a semi-main event. So, um, but yeah, man, uh, that's what I like. Even uh, three hours apart, it's a completely different vibe from Immortal to Crossfire. And they would both work in both spots. And uh, one of my students now is talking about maybe going down to OVW for a couple of months. And that's a completely different vibe too. And I'm so pumped for OVW and everything that the wrestler uh wrestlers uh series is done and i think they've got a second series lined up i haven't even talked to them or even watched the al and vince stuff yet but uh i'm so happy for those guys and, and everybody who just lived and chased that dream and it's not that they're over, they're over but right now it's carpe diem because they're selling out tvs which is a hard thing to do there and now it's a global phenomenon and i hope they can capitalize on that find a way to 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 ignite that poor gas on that fire and really um you know make money off it in merchandise and and every other way that the ovw brothers and sisters can because you're there on your own dime grinding grinding and, and sharpening your swords and it might come in little waves you might sell a little bit here or there but i want to i want these people to be able to live their wrestling dream man so uh keep supporting ovw and uh, I, I hope uh, I hope this takes a lot of people uh, to where they want to go, you know. Uh, J12 uh, in here, uh, another guy we got to give a shout-out to. He says, Ben, you see Crazy Bone was hospitalized last week. He's expecting me to full recovery. Yeah, I saw he was down bad, too. And, and he was uh, also on Twitter like three weeks ago saying he was going to hang up his boots on the account and stuff. So I didn't know what was what. But thank you to the doctors and nurses there and and uh, all thoughts and, uh, you know, respect from the Conspiracy Horseman and HMG to Crazy Bone, no doubt about it, man. A, a legendary artist uh, influence in hip-hop and, and my childhood growing up. And and uh, one of the best, uh, coolest interviews hooked up by El Plaja, uh, our conspiracy, uh, you know, czar master over here, propaganda master, I should say, excuse me. And... Uh, that was that was like a, a bucket lister out of nowhere that I didn't even know we were going to get the opportunity. And I think about Crazy Bone once in a while and I laugh because uh, and I just thought of it because of the story of the Twitter stuff when I saw that and then he was he was ill. Um, but <laughs> what I took away from that is that Crazy Bone loves old <laughs> Western movies and shit so when i'm at uh you know whatever store or what have you uh when i'm checking in on clients and stuff there's a video stores and shit or even at walmart i'll look and see if there's any old ass westerns that are like obscure ones and i think about and maybe we'll do this and get it to him uh here if he's gonna be in reco- recovering and uh, a bunch of dvds and we'll figure out how to get it to him uh of old westerns and just thinking about crazy bone 
you know, being a, a Westerns fan, I love that. That's just an awesome. That's where the conspiracy horseman is a show. Um, people drop their guard a little bit. I don't think I've ever heard that about crazy bone that anybody in, you know, uh, any hip hop magazine or Rolling Stone or anything like that would have got that out of them. And uh, that was what the magic of the conspiracy horsemen were, man. Like, sure, he's got to play hard and, and be from, you know, the hip hop side and keep that cred. But when you're in the locker room with the boys, <laughs> it's workers with workers. Dudes drop their guard a little bit, man. And uh, I often think when I think old Westerns or spaghetti Westerns, the first thing that pops in my head is crazy bone, bone thugs and harmony, man. So makes me smile. And, uh, and hopefully, uh, he does make a full recovery and kicks out. Absolutely. Dude. Um, I haven't really talked to him since the show, maybe once or twice, I think, uh, in, in DMS on something, but, uh, you know, we're just, uh, kind of ships passing in the night and when we can link up to do some dream booking, we do it. But, uh, I definitely uh, will send him a message uh, if I can get to him. Uh, you know, if not, I'll try and get through him through Plaza, but uh, try and give him a little time to rest so we just don't jump right on there, man, you know. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Amp Williams in the house, man. Uh, he's he's putting it over, man. Our man in the streets down there. Uh, you want street credits, Amp Williams. He says, all, all old school black folk love Westerns. It's what we grew up on, man. So, I mean, I love that culture crossover, man. It, it, it pops the shit out of me. Um, this, but, but that's what I remember out of there. But let's get to some headlines, you guys, so we can punch in and punch out. There's uh, quite a few. I don't know if anybody be joining us. I'd try to see Strangler Steve, but he's man in the grill right now, uh, making sure the boys are fed. Um, you want to talk about getting fed? I was going to save this for the end, but I'll save it for right now. I'll hit him with it right now. Uh, brutal. Uh, what WWE reportedly had planned for Matt Riddle before he was released with the company. Last month, multiple WWE stars were released from the company following the Endeavor's acquisition, including Matt Riddle. Uh, and we all saw the unfortunate, uh, uh, video of him, you know, having a little bit too much and acting a fool at TSA, not a good look, Briz. And, uh, hopefully he gets his stuff together, man, before things get too out of control. But prior to his departure from the company, uh, they were told there were significant plans for Matt Riddle and Drew McIntyre to team together so much. Various merchandise items were designed with the team name McRiddle. Uh, this is not a joke, end quote. Uh, McRiddle. Uh, we are going to go McGriddle instead of McRiddle. I mean, did they, like, is it terrible? Yeah. Was the spot in place to work with McDonald's and get them over as the as, as new spokesman? Maybe. Like, it's easy to laugh at that, but at the same time, like, wow, McRiddle. But if McDonald's is going to, if you did that, they're going to try and sue like that and get a cease and desist. So it could be dead in the water. Or did somebody in Endeavor have that hookup with McDonald's and do their due diligence and McRiddle was going to actually be a thing. And now you're talking about leaving millions in endorsement deals on the table with McDonald's as a spokesperson. I can't, uh, I can't remember the last time McDonald's had like, a celebrity spokesperson who's who might be their sports person right now. I mean, I, I haven't been paying attention because I don't really watch TV. Everything I watch is streamed. So if I catch a McDonald's commercial, it's rare. So um, 
I don't know, man. Like it could be as shitty as a fucking goofy thing that they wanted to do McRiddle wise, or is the money really there in the endorsement deal, man? Yeah. I'm the only big Mac around here, pal. God damn right. Oh, the big Mac man. Um, but now, uh, another riddle news it's revealed in Instagram. He said he'll be launching his own cannabis strain, with the Riddle OG brand, as for McIntyre, he's currently transitioning into a heel role at WWE. Well, I think uh might have to reach out to Riddle about doing some business with Horseshoe Genetics unless he's already working with a seed provider. But uh, like I said, I hope brother, uh, you know, is doing okay, doesn't downward spiral, you know, nasty. Uh, yeah, J12, you're right on it. Um, Sonic the Hedgehog says, no lie. <laughs> uh, my my wife be like, you ain't supposed to be watching Ben Hameen. Nah, no kiss ass. I don't do that. <laughs> so I got heat with the wives. Well, you know, fuck them. <laughs> uh, nah, man. Nah, shout out to the wives out there holding it down. Um, they, they just don't want that uh, conspiracy talk to be quantified, right? But uh Hey, I is like Popeye says, I is what I is. So, uh, y'all, uh, man, uh, Elliot the Spaceman uh, says, uh, Hey, I mean, just saw the FLR pop up a minute ago. How's your laptop doing? Uh, it's fucking dead. So, um, Cyburns pulled the hard drive. We're trying to get the uh, stuff off it. I got a little loner gimmick here, but uh, they can't keep the old hacker down. So, we're working hard, man, and uh, giving away the Friday locker room. But thanks for subscribing to channelattitude.com. Uh, you know, if I'm a day late and a dollar short, plus I was on vacation, might as well uh, say what's up for the weekend. Uh, so cheers to the freaking weekend out there, all the HMG soldiers holding down. We had a good time last night doing the SmackDown watch-along and uh, and uh, light the fuse back in the saddle this week as well. So um unfortunately i like the fuse man though uh viewership numbers just came in though so uh dynamite plagued with a lot of like one of those murphy's laws shows of what could possibly go wrong now or every king midas in reverse every everything i turn touches the shit instead of gold right so um you know there there was uh audio issues they replayed uh, a bad pre-tape for no real reason uh, I never heard the audio issues. Plus, TBS got the time slot wrong at four and it was at eight. And this is Edge's big debut, and we're closing with Edge. And now they had to ask for overrun, and they're putting heat on TBS. And it's just all kind of a bad look where n- nobody's taken onus, but probably some unknown production person was either hi- or fired or promoted, one of the two. Um, and uh, rough stuff, right? And then the numbers came in, and this is Edge and Christian, a, a moment bigger than AEW. This is one of those moments in wrestling that people would want to see, in my opinion, especially diehard fans. But they only ended up drawing 800,000 viewers. Now, that being said, even if TBS had it on at four, or maybe the way people view, I guess, going through and choosing from a menu if it wasn't on there, I don't know, man. Um, but I thought this show was going to do over a million and it really is down from where things were. Now, what was it up against MLB wildcard series dominate the top spots. So if you're talking 18 to 49, it's playoff baseball, right? Things are hot. 
it, it, it's going down. But uh, Tony Khan stated the following on Twitter uh, prior to Dynamite. He says, I've been told an issue with TBS listings. For some reason, TBS lists tonight uh, AEW Dynamite at 4 p.m. This issue is affecting DirecTV and Spectrum customers nationwide, maybe others. The TBS Network DVR listing for tonight's Wednesday Dynamite anniversary is affecting Verizon Fios customers as well, in addition to Direct and Spectrum TV. Now, maybe people DVR right and i don't know how they crunch their numbers over there at all those different places and because it didn't register you know or missed it something something bad man and uh some some interest interesting stuff there um bobo with uh some points early on here he says uh aew ratings definitely fell off the edge <laughs> got him yeah, and uh, also I got to give a big shout out to he says uh, Ampoin says what man, my wife loves the hacker uh, and Jess putting it over. Was well, shout out to my girl Jess out there, Jess Williams. Uh, love, you love to see it, baby. Catch me in the DMs over there. Um, but yeah, <laughs> and uh, thank thank you, Elliot the Spaceman, who says if it ain't one thing, it's a motherfucking another. Word to my granny and my daddy and my mother uh, when it comes to the laptop and good luck for sideburns recovering that hard drive it's in the forensics lab right now and uh there's just a lot of client stuff on there horseshoe genetics uh paperwork and uh like photoshop layered files for all the bottles yeah you, you know like i spent tens of hours probably 60 hours designing one file that's multi-layered with every single of the nine products laid out and it's things like that that if you can't get them back, they're gone, you know? So, uh, way she goes, boys, way she goes. Oh, uh, Jimmy Cordero said on the wrestling that TK was blaming TBS when it was the trucks feed. Uh, yeah, man, it, you, you, at the end of the day, if you're the top guy, you can heat on people in your company, but you don't want to pass the heat. Uh, that's what wrestlers do to each other. Uh, that's one thing where I was really impressed with Cody, when that, uh, I mean, not impressed because the scene went to shit. I've, I've had plenty of those myself. The one with the weigh-in, and Cody was the agent for it, plus he was in it, plus working on the rest of the show, and it just didn't work. He put all the onus on himself. Like, even though other guys were flubbing stuff, it was because the scene fell apart, and he, he just was like, nope, it's my fault. My focus was split, and the thing went to shit. So, um, y'all, uh, points for me, too. Um, but then Brandon Thurston, he says the quarter hours. Oh, he says a lot here. Oh, fucking they're down 9%, uh, and 7% in the demo. Yeah, man. I, I gotta believe that maybe a hundred thousand viewers were affected in some way in DVR possibly. And that's what hurt the numbers because no one's gonna be like, Oh fuck. Edge opened the show and he's on and the internet's going nuts and then hit 800,000. But maybe baseball's that much of a draw and drew him down. I don't know. I don't know, bro. Uh, but rough. That's that's a rough look. And right now, I feel like there's a big part of this Cold War heating up, um, you know, with Jade Cargill jumping and how they're putting her over, Cody jumping, and FTR and CM Punk, or CM Punk probably going back in FTR be right behind them if they can find their way back in to be honest with you i wouldn't this is a small chance 
I don't know how they left it with WWE. I'm just hypothetical spitballing here, knowing some of the players involved. They might not bring FTR back just as a fuck you to them for leaving. Now, I don't know. They, they're they a lot better than when they left WWE. That's for sure as far as credibility. But they might, they're either going to bring them back and bury them. Like they'll give them a little push and bury them as the fuck you. Like you got to eat shit for a while, pal. Or they might leave them out in the cold and let their let their stock price fall, then hire them back at half cost. I don't know. I don't know how vindictive they are or if they've got an in. Uh, maybe. Who knows? Um, but, uh, yeah. And then MJF will be probably the next big card to fall, right? And then I wouldn't doubt Jericho goes. I mean, did Jericho just resign for multi-years, though? I'm not sure. But the bidding war of 2024, mm, I think MJF's definitely going to go just based on the mega fan he is and where he is in his career. Unless Tony comes out with some ridiculous number where you're like, fuck it, bro. I'm set for life. I never have to do anything four years from now, like, you know, 12 million or some shit. Like, take it and stay. Fuck that. <laughs> fuck a fake WWE shine if they're offering that. Because WWE probably would offer maybe two maybe three tops two, but I'm thinking 2 million tops, but I bet Tony would come out 12 if he wanted it double digits. Oh, y'all. Um, backstage news regarding the future of the Viking Raiders. Ivar. Now that his partner, Eric is injured. Hmm. Uh, interesting. Cause Stevie and I were talking about this, uh, on the smack attack. Yeah. um, uh, a raw review. Wade Barrett stated on commentary that Eric one half of the Viking Raiders is out for the foreseeable future. Eric's partner Ivar lost a singles match to Xavier Woods on the show, then will face Kofi Kingston this coming Monday in a Vikings rules match. Whatever that means. Uh, well, the nature of his I'm sure there'll be a big turkey leg involved some way. Uh, while the nature of his injury hasn't been disclosed yet, Eric is expected to be gone for several months in regards to Ivar's future. Meltzer Seltzer says, uh, the decision was made because Eric is out after surgery said to be for at least six months is to push Ivar as a singles player in the past. When one member of the tag team, it's usually an exclusive tag member gets hurt. They've just not used the other one much. And Stevie said the same thing. I doubt they'll turn him back to Warbeard Hanson, but Dude, this guy was a great singles wrestler on the independence. Um, definitely can get over. And I hope it forces, not forces him, but motivates him to get into some of the best shape he was in right before he got signed and become a singles guy because he can get over as a singles guy. I'm not saying Eric and uh, his wife held him back. I like the stage picture of the of all three of them together. Um and I liked a lot of their matches as of late to reignite. You know, we we did a lot of comedy with them early on, and now we're back to it again. But uh, the, lately, they've been just kicking the shit out of each other. And I think Warbeard can get over. And I think he can be a, a good guy that's in the mix of the top belts as a get-over match that sets up business and a good match where – later whoever the real business is they run in with you know what i mean like cody versus him or something like that and then whoever cody's got a face for the title but the front drop would be would be him and he's fucking athletic as can be looks awesome beard is over as fuck i don't know what else to tell you uh but stevie said the same thing so i'm glad that they're saying i'm glad they're pushing him as a singles guy here 
Um, what's being said about wanting to side key younger talent away from AEW? Oh, yeah, I wanted to throw this in there with what we were talking about. Um, Meltzer noted that there will be likely to continue movement in both directions. WWE is interested in signing key younger talent from AEW, and according to Seltzer, one person from WWE believes that there'll be a similar situation as WCW or TNA, where those companies sign the older talent and WWE sign their younger talent. Um, yeah, I mean. History is going to repeat itself. It's just, are you going to overpay or not? You know, because that budget and guys going to WCW is what was part of sinking that ship finally. Um, and at the, But at the same time, TNA used veteran talent and got over at, at their biggest. So um, what lessons can be learned from that, you know? Um it just depends now that WWE <laughs> bringing guys in, if they were making a fuck ton of money at AEW, they're going to expect that and more, right? So interesting. So Triple H to AEW confirmed, I think is what we can take away from that. So um, yeah, what other older talent you think would end up in AEW? You think John Cena would actually end up over there eventually? I mean, he's back right now. Who knows? He's made in Hollywood. Once the movies start, he, what what the fuck does he care, right? He, he's got more money than he needs, I'm sure. Um, and uh, Lenny Lilac, of course, I think uh, there's no better tra trainer uh, that uh, they need in there than you to get uh, Conor McGregor over. Definitely. Uh, you got my vote on that one, pal. School of Chico's hard knocks, you son of a bitch. Um, WWE executive who is reporting directly to Vince McMahon will be stepping down from the company. Oh, boy. Uh, there's a spot open. Let's go. Uh, it was reported Friday morning by Twitter account WrestleVotes that WWE executive president Suzette Ramirez Carr, who is the chief human resource officer and reported directly to Vince McMahon, informed the company that she's stepping down from her role. Um, Brandon Thurston also said WWE's EVP uh, will be leaving the company November 3rd, according to a staff, all staff email from President Nick Khan. HR was probably one of the most obvious areas for overlap with Endeavor Services following the TKO merger. Yeah, so they probably... Uh, have a double of her position and human resources are going to be the one that lets you go. So after she just did uh, probably a hundred firings and exit paperwork, they're going to be like, all right. And now we're down to the people who needed to do that. They need to go. Right. So before that happens and you get let go, you know, it's coming. So you step aside or get another gig lined up while you're doing that to go be, you know, the higher fire of human resources there. I'm sure that's a emotional and thankless job. You know what I mean? Cause you're the buffer between the bosses to deliver the bad news and eight, everybody hates HR to some degree. You just gotta, they gotta have a smile on it. If they don't, it makes it twice as bad. Uh, da, 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 da. Let's see here. No, that's the main page. We don't need that. Uh, CM Punk. You might've heard him. Uh, beliefs that CM Punk, We'll have to make amends with WWE stars such as Roman Reigns. Yeah. Oh, my. Watched it. And I am the head of the table, the tribal chief. Yeah. Uh, as previously noted, terminated contract of CM Punk following backstage altercation with Jack Perry, yada, yada, yada. 
according to Fightful, uh, the general feeling from people spoken to in WWE was that Punk will need to make amends with a number of influential talent, including the undisputed champ Reigns, uh, if he wants to return. Uh, nobody in WWE has been told that a return is happening, and most top talent are opposed to it. However, they don't feel it's an impossibility, and both those close to Punk and WWE believe Punk would do it, but there are fences to mend. Uh, one uh, WWE star told Punk, told Fightful that Punk wouldn't be able to pull any of his shit here, and there's nobody here he could jump without getting his ass handed to him. Another top talent just doesn't believe that Triple H would risk potential negative negativity associated with bringing punk back wow um they can say all that shit at the end of the day shut the fuck up yeah you're only over because we gave you the spotlight to shine and you're over uh it's not like oh he's not allowed in the locker room we wouldn't work with him yeah you will i don't care who you like yeah it's roman reigns he's awesome you know and like that's whatever or seth like where Seth's like, we don't want him here. Fuck him. And I'm sure that he has all the right reasons to say that I'm not going to bat for, <laughs> you know, that there, there might, there will be a problem. There will be, but here's a problem already. When talent's going, he's not welcome here unless he kisses this guy's ass. Oh yeah. Fuck you. Fuck all you guys. I'm the boss. He's on the roster. You're going to work with him. Any questions? No. You want to go home? Good. <laughs> like that, that's the conversation. The second you're like, well, he's got to come in and have a sit down where he apologizes. So these guys will work with him. You've already given up all power over your fucking locker room. Like guys really believe they're champions and shit. And they, they need some apology to fucking get over. Nah, dude, he's a draw. He's going to do whatever. Let him in the locker room. If he tries the same shit, he's only going to cut his own throat. That's how this shit works. Not, oh, I'm sorry for past because now you're over like I used to be over that I got to give you respect and do all this fucking bullshit. Like, dude, fuck out of here with that, man. Like, you don't got to go up and shake his hand and be like, I'm glad you're back, Briz. But when he comes in the locker room, you go, good to see you get your shit on. What do you want to do tonight? And we fucking go do it. Like, that's it. You know, like <laughs> all, the, all that, that's where the marks don't understand shit, whether it's flightful or whatever it is flightful sap in them, whoever it was, here's some things. And I was told I can stooge this off. <laughs> uh, I heard Serena was married. <laughs> <laughs> and that's a lie. <laughs> I also heard that uh, she had heat of getting in a big promo against fucking Tony Khan on the road. That's a lie. <laughs> it's all bullshit. What isn't a lie is she's been working on an injury and she's close to being able to come back and do something soon. And, um, I'm happy for, her. I know it's been a long road to recovery on it and I hope things stay on the positive and I hope these dirt sheet writers fucking suck a fart out of my ass. Cause they don't understand or know, or whoever their sources are. It's a bunch of bullshit. And you know, I, I don't need to go into what, what's up with Deeb and, and what she's done. But when I saw all that and she hits me up yesterday, like, Oh, I miss you, dude. And I was like, yeah, I miss you too. And I go, you get married. 
<laughs> she's like, no. So uh, unless she's fabing me, and I'm I'm the big asshole, then I guess uh, on me. So just ridiculous, man. What uh, these guys who have hundreds of thousands of followers, some of them, and they don't they don't know anything. They don't know a goddamn thing. Um, y'all. Uh, Corey Graves with CM Punk. I told Serena, I go, well, now you're fucked. The punk's not there. I'm gonna, you're gonna have to join the Straight Copeland Society. Boom, rim shot on that one. If you get that joke, the Straight Copeland Society. Um, thank you. I'll be here all week. Maybe not if this laptop dies. Uh, Corey Graves trends on social media after seemingly making a reference to CM Punk. Uh, <laughs> points for uh, my man Javiuche. Here, Ducey, get me the. <laughs> Get me the fart sucking straw. <laughs> that, that one was tough. That was that's a, that was a good line right there. He went half short, twice strong. You just call for the fart sucking straw. Um, I want lip on asshole. We don't even use the straw around here on this one, pal. Um, following a backstage altercation, yada yada yada. Uh, during the October 6th edition of SmackDown, the Fastlane Premium Live events were hyped up by Corey Graves saying the following over the graphics of Rollin versus Shinsuke. The greatest trick the devil ever pulled was making the world, from the well, forget that he existed. It's making the world believe he didn't exist. And it's Lartz McKaiser, Shage, uh, usual suspects. Uh, that line was used by CM Punk during his time with ROH and Corey Graves became a trending topic on Twitter. Some fans on social media believe WWE has subtly been teasing Punk's return. Last month, Cody Rhodes said that Jey Uso is one of the very best in the world and deserves a second chance. In a recent promo, Seth Rollins said, my 100% makes me the best in the world. Past Monday on Raw, Michael Cole seemingly made another reference to another CM Punk ROH promo. Um, Wow. Maybe uh, there's no coincidences, right? And also, Cornette is a direct stooge. The way him and Brian Last been putting the young bucks on blast and fucking all this bullshit with uh, whatever the trolls were trying to draw out Matt and Nick about being a cancer, and like Cornette can't even admit that the fact that they helped create an entire company and open up pockets uh, is a uh, of Tony Khan isn't good for the boys. Like that's unarguable, and they just kept shitting on him. So. And I know Punk is direct stooge into fucking corny. That's just how it is. And, and that's how they did it with FTR before they quit their podcast. It's now a big fucking secret, right? Um, and I, I won't doubt that Survivor Series, we will see Punk in uh, Chicago. Big build up, big go, right? So uh, why not do it? Why not make the money? But as far as the, he's got to come back and say i'm sorry to these guys fuck out of here man like just let him do what he's gonna do if you don't want him there there's gonna be plenty of opportunity in six months to get him out <laughs> um let's see here kyle o'reilly update uh he uh, on his injury from neck injury he's not wrestled since june 8th 2022 on dynamite he said he had his neck fused last september to fix some nerves that had gotten themselves compressed somehow i'm sure a career of landing on his head for a living played a role in it but sadly we'll never know he says regardless i have been in pain and losing strength in my right arm for some time oof and no amount of tape or denial could delay my surgery any longer. Unfortunately, I've suffered from a rare post-surgical complication, and suddenly I couldn't move my arm at all. Wow. C5 palsy. God damn. The doctor said, 
No, I said, God damn, the doctor just said C5 palsy and nerves take a long time to heal. So I was left to be patient uh, and test my perseverance. Needless to say, it was disheartening to relearn activities like brushing my teeth and wiping my ass with my left hand. My career wasn't in question any longer. It was my quality of life, but focusing on what I could control every day kept me sane, such as being the best father I could be. Every other moment has been spent rehabbing, dry needling, and training. God damn. A few months ago, I discovered a Niubi device uh, at Niufit. RFP, an electric stim machine that runs on direct current akin to the human nervous system. Oh, wow. If you ever had a TENS machine, they're like these little uh, EKG pads and they put electrical current into where your muscles hurt. Uh, they work, they, they help stimulate uh, nerve and all that stuff. It works well. Uh, the machine has uh, terrific uses, but specializes in helping those with post surgical neurological issues. Within a month of using Newbie, I once uh, again had a full range of motion in my shoulder. Wow, I got to look into that. Uh, my nerves are all online again and firing with enough power to get the dinosaurs back in their pens. Uh, <laughs> grateful. Dude, this is get well written, or even if he's just saying it, because I guess it's a quote. Um, grateful for the support of my friends and fans over the past year on the Newbie device and my trainer on conventional strength and diet coaches uh for giving him back his quality of life uh but getting him to closer to his ultimate goal uh return to the ring god damn come on dog <laughs> i mean he probably hasn't made the money enough to be done you know what i mean uh, but uh, fuck you're going from c5 palsy to wanting to get back in the ring homie uh, let's get back to being the best dad possible and that means being good to yourself and not taking bumps. Um, man, but this guy is a fucking grinder. He's a, he's a hell of a martial artist. Uh, I think Brazilian jiu-jitsu and maybe karate. I'm not sure what his stand-up flow is, but uh, him and Bobby Fish, I mean, both Undisputed Era, I, I like the way those guys mix in their legit martial arts. I was listening to Bobby Fish on K100 talk about it. And I told Bobby this to his face on shows. I go, a lot of guys' shit looks so phony. When Bobby mixes in the Muay Thai, it looks good. It looks better than Daniel Bryan's to me, to be honest with you. Um, but uh, I like the the grinder stuff that Kyle O'Reilly would do. And he, he had some good character moments too, but that shit is – scary to me man even stevie stevie uh back on the treadmill and he just released uh, his first super kick video or stevie kick video so i'm gonna tell stevie i'm gonna stooge stevie on this and uh you know if anybody knows about neck fusions and back issues and what what not to do uh i'm uh, maybe he'll even do a whole a video for him you know what i mean but usually stevie reach out behind the scenes and be like hey anything i can do man so but that wrestling bug, it's it's the most addictive. I just saw a franchise say the same thing. Shane Douglas was putting over that. that it's, I mean, you guys as fans, you love to watch it. You love to see it. You love to be a part of it and, and, and react to it. But when you're in the middle of it, in that ring, and you're the conductor of the symphony of energy of people, there's no opiate. There's no fucking barbiturate or any stimulant that can even come close to what our bodies can produce our minds can produce in that 
control and even just playing phony characters right and and <laughs> fake striking but when the energy of the people is conglomerated in a hive mind like that and it's all projected at you or you're controlling it it is uh, the most powerful fucking drug i think aside from probably uh whatever the elites are drinking adrenochrome um that there is man and it's probably based off the same stuff you know um yeah i hope if you i lenny lilac you're absolutely right this i mean i know it's uh lenny lilac a brilliant funny mind in the moment he says hopefully if he comes back he joins the eye poke back scratch club i couldn't i couldn't agree more with that he can get over with character injuries make guys have to work differently and usually you learn how to work and what they usually say what every veteran says when somebody goes can you watch my match yeah man i watch it slow the fuck down get the most out of everything a top wrist lock an arm bar a chin lock a fucking ankle pick like get the most out of it as opposed to one thing to another thing to then all this impact stuff he could slow down and fucking just work and work and grind and tap guys out never has to take one bump or he can be a character and join the back scratch eye pokers which uh, i think you and i are i'm not just the uh back scratch eye poke uh, club president i'm also a client uh, right um uh, we now call this meeting to order <laughs> uh let's see update on dragon lee's status uh i guess he's main roster now uh ringside news says they're not being able to confirm that he's main roster but he's also listed as a smackdown superstar so we expect to see him on friday nights i'm gonna talk to stevie about this but we we talked about it last night in the uh smackdown live self-help group group um that yeah, the guy can go. He's a hell of a luchador. He's not big like most guys coming from Mexico, right? But clean and, and can do awesome shit and got over an NXT, but nobody really knows him yet. So he's going to be on the show. <laughs> the match right before his was Bobby Lashley versus Rey Mysterio, even though it was non-title, which pissed me off. Like uh, after, you know, Bobby goes over, it was an awesome match from two legendary veteran competitors. Then you're going to send Dragon Lee, who's a great talent too, out right after Rey Mysterio, the greatest luchador of all time, gets to go and then go follow that up, kid. Like, I'm not, I'm sure it wasn't on Rey, but dude, that's no way to fucking get Dragon Lee over. A guy like that needs his spotlight, and now, no matter how good he does, we just saw the champ get beat, even though it was non-titled by Bobby Lashley, who looks bigger than ever, looks fucking insanely big, and it was a great match, dude. So then right afterwards, you got to go out and follow that up and have another great match. He did, but damn, like that that is rough. <laughs> like the fact that you should don't you've got them not even with a buffer in between one right after the other uh that left me that that might have been some zoom call get me get me shredomatic 6000 in the fart straw we've got rewriting to do you know because no booker and worth their salt would put a two luchas back together let alone a debuting guy after the most over guy of all time roughneck shit real bad three-time booker of the year shit 
Uh, MJF addresses criticism that wrestlers receive and admits that he dropped the ball this week on AEW Dynamite. Well, that's interesting. Uh, I did see this, and um, I don't know if I always like MJF even breaking kayfabe like this, even though what he's saying is 100% true. Um, I like him staying in character even on social media because his when he's committed to the bit, it's pretty brilliant, you know, even though he does get some of it in here. So he, he is working a little bit. Uh, it is, you know, I can eat some of my own criticism. Uh, advice from a guy who's been fortunate enough to have accomplished a lot in a, in a profession at a young age. I've noticed some things with people in my generation, and hopefully this helps you young pores out there. So there you go. Uh, when you're criticized, of course, allow it to upset you. You're only human. But it doesn't matter how good you are at your job. Never blow off criticism. Use it. Never rest on your loyals. There's always room for growth. Uh, I like that. Um, and they said probably should, then somebody tries to troll probably should listen to this mate he says i already have i can sit here and tell you i've consistently been the biggest ratings drawn my company for some time i can say that they've also been universally been praised but the fact is i dropped the ball this week there's a lot of eyes on me i can't afford to do that uh sorry i gotta hit the twitter to see the rest of it uh I can't afford to do that. Look forward to picking the ball back up on Wednesday. And that's how she goes, boys. That whole show was kind of damned. But that segment, and I break it down on Light Diffuse, there was no way it was going to get over just in structure alone. You had Bullet Club Gold in the ring without Jay White. Calling out MJF. He walks down, gets in the ring, and the other three guys powder. They've got the high ground and the numbers. And you're going to powder and it looks stupid just so Jay White can slide in and get a sneak attack on you, and then you wolf pack them? No. So then they beat the shit out of them, and then go to the top of the ramp and cut the promo. Well, we've already done the action, which is the high point, and all you can really get is a tagline out, but instead you're going to talk now? Your words are going to hurt him more than beating the fuck out of him just did? And then all three guys powdering out of the ring just looked asinine. So the whole thing was set up to fail. So it really, in my opinion, isn't MJF's fault unless he came up with it and agented it like that. <laughs> then it is. Um, but these guys who are even great performers, that doesn't mean they know scene structure and how to get somebody over in the order of events to edit at the high point and, and trim the fat from it. He, he knows promo. He knows simple wrestling. He knows character work. He makes good references. but that is only part of the game. Like I talked about earlier, you have to know the editor, the sound cue, the production, the shots. And he, he does take care of that when he has the guy in the corner and he circles around and breaks the fourth wall and comes right through the camera. That's going to make him different in WWE because nobody else gets to do that. And I bet that's why he does it to make it part of his thing. So when he gets there, it's going to be over. And it's a little anti-hero thing, even while he was a heel now. So the kid's super smart. There's no doubt about it. And he's been in theater since he was fucking five, probably in diapers even. Might have been doing baby commercials. But he was, you know, he's been in this shit. He's got his 10,000 hours. But sometimes if the structure's wrong, that's there's nothing you can do about it. Your performance can't save it. Nobody's going to get over because it's set up this way. So, but at least, like I said earlier, a real man's going to take onus on that, just like Cody did on that failed segment, that weigh-in segment. 
he's giving a fucking trying to give a little lecture here. Somebody's like, maybe you should, bro. And then he'd be like, you know what? I, okay. <laughs> I, I thought my segment this week sucked. Next week, I'm going to come back and whoop fucking ass and be the most talked about thing on the show. Guaranteed. Because I don't settle for less. Like, that's that's what a fucking real worker attitude should be. But in this island of misfit toys, you got a lot of people with hmm, anxiety, depression issues that are inflated by people testing them and paranoia. I mean, we've seen it with tons of workers and they sell for it on fucking social media. Right. Uh, Dana Brooke, uh, other, I don't, I'm not just trying to single anybody out here, you know, MJF right here. Um, the list goes on and on. Um, <laughs> uh, but are you going to fucking kick out and come back while they're fucking with you? Some people can't handle that, that pressure. Some people don't let it get to them at all. And following up on that, this is interesting to me because inside the bubble, you don't have a clear view of how things are, should be operating. But Elliot Knight on teaming with John Cena in WWE says, in a weird way, I've got no business being here. Uh, he says, I mean, if we look at just a year ago where I was and what I was doing, what a hell of a turnaround. Damn near unheard of. So, yeah, it's kind of a crazy situation. I'm not the best at letting myself really feel that. Maybe 10 years down the road when I look back. But right now in this situation, I'm just so, I don't know, as if you say maniacally focused or whatever it is, I'm just making sure that everything hits the mark, that everything is just the way I want it to be. But yeah, it's tough for me to step back and be like, wow, this is great. Occasionally I might have that thought, but it's very fleeting. Um, yeah, man. Uh, he says, and the craziest part about this in a weird way, it's like an overnight success, but it was also 20 years in the making to an overnight success, which is such a juxtaposition in a strange way. Uh, I still have a habit of looking over my shoulder, just waiting for somebody to pull the rug out from under me at any point in time. That's a healthy dose of paranoia. Absolutely. And this is exactly what I'm talking about. <laughs> he, in his promo, I didn't even read this. What I just laid out, he's, he's expounding upon. Uh, I'm either waiting for the rug to be pulled out or kind of like jump up and defend the rug pool because I'm just used to it. No, no, no. And having to push. And yeah, it's me having to create my own opportunities. And even when I'm now kind of put into bigger opportunities, it's still not a point of where I can relax and just be like, okay, everything's good. You can't, you got momentum. You got to play momentum. You only get so much in this run before you become fizzling out, right? And you got to think how to reinvent yourself and where one business can lead to the next. And even if injury sidelines you, how to come back, have all those tricks ready to go to play, to stay on top. Because people are trying to pull the rug out from underneath you. When Kevin Nash, who is going through a lot of his own stuff, I'm sure. I'm not here to bag on Nash. He's been through a lot of fucking loss in the last year or two. But that to me is he's kind of taking the gloves off of I don't give a fuck about what I say. Right. And that's all right place to be. It makes for interesting content, but he's talking about talking to triple H and stooging off the triple H doesn't even like this guy. He doesn't want to pay him big money because why he's doing somebody else's bits. So even the top guy who's not the fucking booking control is stooging the Nash and Nash is putting on his podcast. That's obviously getting back to him. And that's, that's the real big story of I'm looking over my shoulder, <laughs> but last night, bro, in the ring, let me say this to you. Don't be a dummy. Fucking you looked every bit, the superstar that John Cena ever was. And 
we, we guys can mark out for this shit after searching for the fucking brass ring for 20 years. And he's not wrong that and almost overnight he went from zero to hero, but it took 20 years to even get that opportunity. So he's definitely living in the moment and it all comes so fast that you kind of can't even ingest it when you're in the bubble and triple H is <laughs> cutting you down to Nash and it gets out there. Right. Um, that's a major mind fuck. Uh, but at the same time, leave all that behind and leave it in the ring. And there's nothing they can do to take it away from you because he's over as fuck with the crowd last night. And they're not going to stop that. I, I say that they tried to derail it with Daniel Bryan, but again, it, it ended up taking over very much the Streisand effect. The more you try and shut it down, it has the opposite outcome, right? So, but to, these are things he really, I don't think should be saying in public. It makes him humble. Okay. But he's supposed to be a larger than life superstar right now. And he is, but he doesn't see himself that way. He needs to own that. He worked hard for 20 years to get this opportunity. It just came so fast. It's hard to ingest it. You got to kayfabe this kind of shit and be a megastar because that that's what will get him expendables 20 or whatever the fuck they're on now. You know, like it's going to take him to a, to another level and WrestleMania main event. And he, he just needs to keep riding that wave. But there are people who got fucking knives out for him. And I don't know why it's just the jealousy of you're not getting a top spot unless I deem you worthy of a top spot or they're hot about him doing attitude era knockoff bits instead of going, fuck it. Let's make money with this. Right. That shows the crazy jealousy in this business that guys will try and undercut somebody and going, fuck it. Let's make 20 million more together, man. So yeah, I'll, uh, uh, man, wow, this is a big one here. I don't want to put him on the spot, but um, Aaron Ben Shlomo says, fuck the IDF and other security forces. Man, our guy from Israel in the house right now, I woke up this morning, uh, got myself a gun, but uh, real big uh, headlines on Drudge Report of, uh, you know, I, can we trust any newspapers at this point uh, of what's going on? Um, but uh, Hamas and Palestine groups going at, uh, at Israel, man, real, real heavy stuff. Israel at war, Hamas, surprise attacks, sirens in Jerusalem. Video show firefighters using motorized fighters using motorized paragliders, unprecedented raids by land, sea, and air. Over five thousand rockets fired and Israelis kidnapped. And we were thinking about you, Aaron. I know uh, Big Ray hit me up and he was trying to send word and uh, just to make sure everything's cool with you, dude. And uh, uh, you know, just thinking of uh, of everybody who's probably. <laughs> under duress right now on both sides this shit what what the fuck are we killing each other for with this shit <laughs> it's insane and everyone's just believes it to the nth degree and uh but uh my heat will be back on october 21st at immortal so arab heat is back but uh at the cost of senseless death unfortunately but uh then we can easily point fingers and be like well the colonizers of, of what they're doing is insane too uh and it all is just pitting people against each other to kill hate kill hate man when wrestling should be the 
common ground where everybody can meet and get that fucking shit out in theater instead uh real lives are being lost and homes are being lost man uh wow uh aaron ben shlomo thousand plus murders 250 plus injured 49 fight for their lives and unknown numbers were kidnapped bro um wow 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 it's tough to talk about wrestling when uh this is the reality of humanity you know what i mean and it's all controlled by people, you know, who will never be out there doing that actual killing. They're just pull, pulling a trigger on uh, saying go, and they have their own agenda for doing it, right? And uh, what will this domino put in motion next? You know, uh, Israel's no fucking joke when it comes to defense and uh, the dome and all the shield and all the fucking... And when you when you fuck with the <laughs> Israelis, bro, they they clap back twice, three times as hard, like way hard, like way excessively hard. So if you hit them big right here, I don't know what they're gonna do. You know, it's fucked up. It's fucked up situation with with no no sense of peace in sight man and it's been that way since fucking forever bro since plo and fucking all that shit even when i was coming up as a kid man hardcore hardcore stuff all the way around we're just uh hoping you're all right dude and uh it's it's easy to say hopefully nobody you got a thousand plus murdered and overnight possibly like what the fuck bro where is the respect for life or even immigrants being trucked to new york city just to be left on the sidewalk and people being used as pawns man for a bigger political play it's fucked up and uh and now once you go hot with <laughs> bombs weapons missiles that's different than just moving people to to try and do a downfall of society it's they're they're gonna try and build to a chaos point right hardcore dude hard fucking core right now uh, but I'm glad you're on here with us, man. Be safe. Uh, try and keep your people safe. And uh, yeah, man, <laughs> it's easy for me in the missile silo to give those commands. You know what I mean? Like uh, I can only imagine if at the edge of my fucking town right now, we are being invaded <laughs> and a thousand motherfuckers got killed last night. Like it's beyond imagining, right? Like, what happened to your brother what happened to your brother and your five best friends last night oh they were at the campfire and a fucking incoming missile came in blew them all the fucking hell oh okay what are you what are you supposed to do the next day what are you supposed to do the rest of that day like it's it's mind-boggling and unfortunately one of our only reprieves is meeting on youtube to talk phony wrestling and say that we appreciate each other and fuck I don't know, man. There's just no respect for, for life. That That's the most frustrating thing of like, you're born and now you got to fucking deal with this kind of shit when you're just trying to be a human on the fucking earth surviving, enjoying some phony fucking wrestling and football and nachos and pizza. But meanwhile, fucking other people are colonizing and then you strike back and then we're in a missile war. Like what the fuck? What the fuck, man? 
Oh man, dude, fucking a. Well, I mean, this is a nice sentiment, dude. You do more than you know, Ben. I want to thank you for all you do. You have no idea how you impact people. Well, I mean, I appreciate that, man. That's not about the praise of me right now. It's fucking. How do we? How do we fucking end senseless hate and violence? That's for a bigger, bigger religious or political front game that really comes down to corporate profits and masters of fucking the world i guess you're 13 families you know like like i've said before i'm plenty of conspiracy horsemen there's only about 1500 people <laughs> that need to that really need it that need to be fucking i'm not gonna say the words uh you know and they meet they meet in not so private places and they meet behind closed doors and they meet at clubs and they meet at fucking groves and they meet at summits and uh they're the ones who are doing all this shit man but then instead you got fucking muhammad coming in on a paraglider with a fucking ak-47 what the fuck what are we doing okay you know oh la night everybody have a good night <laughs> rough stuff dude rough stuff uh, our final story of the day, this will be rough, but it'll be softer than what we're talking about here on the Friday locker room. And again, y'all uh, back to war. Um, and, and don't think that they probably don't have some trigger point to do some type of false flag attack here, here again, like they have before to draw us right into it. Florida state attorney declares Tammy Sonny Sitch to be quote, a danger to society as previously noted, Hall of Famer Tammy Sunny said she faced numerous charges because of her March 2012 car accident, including DUI manslaughter in connection with the death of 75-year-old Julian L. Lassiter, Florida State Attorney General R.J. LaRizza, uh, Rizza, uh filed, the, filed the following sentencing memorandum on September 26th in regard to Sitch. Uh, comes now R.J. LaRizza, State Attorney for 7th Judicial Court of Florida by by and through the un, undersigned assistant state attorney and files this memorandum. Wow, this goes on and on and on and on and on and on and on. But, wow, this does go on of everything that she uh, has done. And it looks like uh, they want a maximum sentence on DUI manslaughter is 15 years in prison, driving while license suspended with death would typically be punishable by a maximum five years in prison. However, for the pursuant to the Gabriel case, it's in the state's position that the maximum sentence is 10.63 years and that the required sentence for court, and that is the required sentence for the court to impose. Additionally, the court is required to sentence the defendant to a period of monthly reporting probation to allow the defendant to complete a substance abuse course. Uh, the state would argue that six months would be sufficient length of time to complete the substance abuse reports requirements uh, based on the defendant's criminal history and the fact that the circumstances, circumstances in this instance of the case, specifically the defendant's blood alcohol being four times the legal limit under an hour after the crash, uh, the state implores the court to run the sentences. So um in support this is one to another sentence of the defendant to 26 years in the department of corrections followed by six months of probation so they're looking to hit her with everything from before i, I i'm not going to go through this from the 2016 stuff 2017 25th like they, it goes through it all bottom line 
26 years looking at. You got to believe even with everything that you might get off, that's still going to be seven to 10. Hard time. Wow. The state believes the maximum sentence is the only way to protect the community from the defendant's repetitive and dangerous actions. Jesus Christ. 26 years for Sonny, man. Not sunny days. Uh, rough side, rough, rough stuff there, but you knew it was coming. Uh, I hope nothing happens to, to anybody really with this stuff, but uh, Jeff Hardy, that his behavior uh, doesn't go the same way. And that when he hears this, like, poof, that's a, a sobering thought. You know what I mean? Rugged, rugged stuff, man. But you can read that. That's all on no DQ uh, right now. That whole litany from the court from RJ LaRizza, uh, Rizza beats. Uh, but yeah, man, uh, not to end on a down note or anything like that. We're glad Aaron Ben Shlomo, you checked in with us. We were thinking about you, man. And, uh, and we'll see as the world, as the world turns, I spread like germs, bless the globe with the pestilence, the hard headed, never learn. It's, uh, you know, we'll, we'll hopefully be here on Monday to, to bring it back, man. Uh, and please keep checking in with us. And, uh, if you can, who knows with, uh, you know, when you're in a war zone, what, uh, internet connectivity is going to be like, but, uh, we're thinking about you and everybody else there and into the lost as well. Uh, tough, tough one there. So uh, I hope everybody takes a moment of silence for themselves and put some shit in perspective and, uh, enjoy life for what it is, you know, because there's some crazy shit going on all over the world right now. No doubt. But, uh, y'all, you guys, hacker, Hameen, refurbished laptop try and get the studio reset uh again thanks for joining us thank you for being patient and uh we'll keep the content coming here on channelattitude.com and patreon youtube twitch and everywhere else uh fine podcasts are no sold so uh y'all infidels have a good one this weekend safe travels any uh hardcore matches give me that back <clears throat> god damn got him yeah